So here's today's transformational truth. Limiting beliefs limit your life. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Transformational Truths. In today's episode, I want to help you take the next step in developing your leadership core, and we're going to focus on mindset. So here's today's Transformational Truth. Limiting beliefs limit your life. All right, the mindsets that we embrace will ultimately determine the paths that we take. There's actually an ancient proverb that says it this way, as a man thinks, so he becomes. And this is in large part why I felt led to write my new book, Seven Deadly Thoughts. I kept running into incredibly gifted people who were unexplainably stuck in life. I mean, they were obviously gifted. They were obviously talented people. But when we started to really explore their situation, we discovered that their limitations were not external at all. Listen to me, at all. Their, their limitations were never external. 100% of the time, their limitations were internal. They were entertaining, limiting beliefs about themselves that at some point in life they had adopted, and those limiting beliefs had become the ceiling on their lives that kept them feeling completely frustrated, discouraged, felt like they're settling for something less than what God created them for. Listen to me carefully, all right? Our lives will always move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And deadly thinking will result in deadly decisions. Let me say that again. Our lives will always move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And deadly thoughts will typically result in making deadly decisions, right? We're talking about the context of destiny. We're talking about the context of purpose, and fulfilling that for which we were created. Now, listen, the conversation around limiting mindsets or limiting beliefs is really, really popular right now. I mean, it seems like our culture has figured out the importance of addressing mindset. And so this conversation is skyrocketing. You can't jump into um, a clubhouse room where there, it, it seems like at some point they're going to bring up this topic of mindset or limiting beliefs. But here's the deal. This concept is not new. Not at all. In fact, the Bible addresses the issue of limiting beliefs in the book of 2 Corinthians, except it doesn't call deadly thinking limiting beliefs. They're referred to as strongholds in the mind. In fact, let me read to you this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, We're called to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts themselves against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, right? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, right? These arguments in our mind, these, these high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, let me give you a few examples of strongholds or limiting beliefs, right? See if any of these sound familiar. Uh, I'm too old to do anything new with my life. I'm too young to make an impact. I'm too broke to make a difference. I'm too hurt to ever be in a good relationship. 
my life is in too deep of a mess. It's too late for me. I'm too deep in debt. God could never love or accept me. Nothing ever works out for me. These are all examples of dangerous limiting beliefs or strongholds in our minds. I want to offer you a definition of a stronghold or a limiting belief. All right, this is my definition of a stronghold. Simply believing that a lie is true. All right, that is the essence of a stronghold or a limiting belief. Believing that a lie is true. Strongholds will affect the way you think about you, and they will affect the way you think about your creator. All right? And a stronghold will absolutely rob you of peace and joy in life. Uh, it will rob you of the marriage that you could and should have. It will convince you to push away all of the right people and embrace all of the wrong relationships. It'll cause you to sabotage your own success, right? A stronghold will cause you to believe that you are absolutely right, even when you're positively wrong. All because somewhere in our lives, we've started to believe that a lie is true. Does any of this sound familiar to you? I know I've had to work through my own series of limiting beliefs in my, in my life, and this is an ongoing journey, right? Because strongholds always kind of creep in subtly. As a matter of fact, one of the most common misconceptions of a stronghold is believing that if you had one, it would be obvious, but it's not. Strongholds or limiting beliefs usually enter into our lives completely undetected. One of the most surprising realities of deadly thinking is that you can actually be held captive. Your mind, your thinking, your life can be held captive by a limiting belief for years and you don't even realize it. It creeps quietly into your thought life and it poisons your perception in such a way that you often don't even sense that something is off until the damage has already been done and you're left picking up the pieces in your relationships, in your life, in your career. And I've discovered that one of the most diabolical ways a stronghold can creep into our lives is through pain. Listen to me, you can write it down. Pain becomes the entry point through which limiting beliefs traffic in our lives. Let me say that one more time. Pain will become the entry point through which limiting beliefs or strongholds traffics in our life, right? And, and maybe these limiting beliefs were introduced years ago, maybe even when we were children. Maybe it came through the hurtful words of a parent, right? You, maybe you heard stuff like this. You never finish anything you start. You're going to be just like your father. You're going to be just like your mother. You're never going to amount to anything. You'll never finish school. You'll never be successful. You're not smart enough. You're not attractive enough. You're not talented enough. And oftentimes, those, those words, those voices, they drop into our hearts and into our minds, and they actually become limiting beliefs. Why? Because we began to believe that a lie was true. And why wouldn't we believe it? We were told it by people we revered, we respected, people we loved. And so we began to believe that these lies are true about us. Sometimes it, it wasn't through the words of a parent. Maybe, you know what I found out, it's not always through the hurtful words of a parent. Sometimes it's through the silence of a parent. And the trauma of that lack of affirmation, the trauma of that lack of life-giving words from mom and dad left you looking for affirmation and wondering why you're not lovable, right? Sometimes it comes through, maybe it came through the kids, the cruel kids at school when you were growing up. Maybe it came through uh, sexual encounters or relationships in college that left your heart feeling empty. And you began to think to yourself, I'm not good enough. I have to change who I am to be loved. 
I can't let anybody in. I have to self-protect, right? Because this is the natural response, the natural reaction once we have been hurt and we begin to adopt these limiting beliefs, right? This is why when a stronghold is present, you'll oftentimes find yourself speaking in the language of the past. In fact, I coach people, I teach people, this is one of the evidences that you're entertaining strongholds and you don't even know it. You always find yourself speaking in the language of the past. What could have been, right? Uh, what you should have been or what you should have become, uh, what you might have been had A, B, and C fallen into place, et cetera, et cetera. Not because you can't have God's best for your life, but because at some point along the way, you bought the lie that you can't have God's best for your life. That is a stronghold. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. The way we think will determine the lives we give ourselves permission to build. Let me say that again. The way you and I think will ultimately determine the lives that we give ourselves permission to build. And a limiting belief established in pain will cause you and I to build relationships with all of the wrong people while pushing away all of the right people. Okay. And when that happens, we will become slaves to fear rather than ambassadors of faith. We will live and we will lead to play it safe. We will live and we will lead to not get hurt. Okay. Because retreating always starts in our minds before it manifests itself in our lives. Listen to me carefully. Quitting is a mindset. All right. One of the most dangerous strongholds that can hinder you and I from stepping into our destiny, from God's very best for our lives is a quitting mindset, right? After all, husbands and wives walk away from their marriages mentally before they ever step foot in an attorney's office to file for a divorce, right? That happened internally first. Their hearts and their minds decided to walk away, right? Quitting on your calling, quitting on your career, quitting on your ministry or relationship that God called you to happens in your mind long before you ever resign from your career or your ministry. Before you ever submit a resignation to your boss, you already resigned in your mind because quitting is usually, not always, but usually it is a defense mechanism that we employ because we have been hurt and we do not want to get hurt again. Uh, I was recently actually... Um, part of an interview. I was being interviewed on another podcast, and the host, we were having this conversation about limiting beliefs. And as we're having the conversation, you could see the light bulb in the eyes of the host come on, right? This was a Zoom interview, so uh, we were seeing each other. It was being recorded on video. And as I'm having this conversation, I'm talking about this topic of limiting beliefs and the temptation to quit and how limiting beliefs established in pain will actually change the trajectory uh, for the worst usually in our life. You could see the light bulb go, go on in his mind. He said, that's what happened to me. He said, right out of college, he got hired into a great company and got fired about two years later. It was a horrible experience. He got deeply wounded. It felt like rejection. Okay. He said, for about the next decade or so, he would get a job, and he would quit the job about every two to three years. Not because it wasn't a good job. He quit very good jobs, but he would reject them before they had a chance to reject him. Because of that first wound of getting fired, that pain 
of getting fired. A stronghold, a limiting belief entered his mind. And the lie that he believed that was true was that he was always going to be rejected, that he would never be accepted, that he was not good enough. And so he would quit and he would self-sabotage his own success because he believed the lie that he was going to be rejected and that he was going to not be good enough. And if he stayed at the company too long, they would discover this about him. He told me he kept moving his family from state to state, from city to city, finding this new job, the next new job, the next new job, uh, before he finally figured this out. This is the power of a limiting belief or a stronghold establishing itself in pain. Okay. And I get it. I've been hurt too. But quitting does not prove that you're in control. It only proves that your pain is controlling you. Now, does that mean there's never a time to resign? Does that mean there's never a time to walk away? Does that mean that there is not a time to quit? No, that's not what I'm saying but oftentimes the quitting or the resigning or the walking away that we're seeing really doesn't have much to do with destiny. It has more to do with old pain. Quitting does not prove you're in control. It only proves that your pain is controlling you. So how do we break free from limiting beliefs? That's the question, right? Paul, the apostle, wrote in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, he said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the reason so many of us are frustrated is because we're trying to live a transformed life without experiencing a transformed mind. And listen to me, that simply is not possible. And so I'm going to give you quickly four ways to renew your mind. Number one, self-investment. Mind renewal happens with the books we read or the material that we watch or listen to, and those materials help us reimagine our own God-given potential. Begin, if you're not doing this already, and, and listen, the very fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that you've begun to do this. Somebody shared this with you, right? Or listening to podcasts is a regular part of your discipline. Listen to me. Investing in yourself through the books that we read or the material that we're watching or listening to help us reimagine our own God-given potential. You're worth investing in you. Number two, self-talk. All right. One of the most important things you and I need to learn how to do is to stop speaking down to ourselves. There is a proverb that says there's power of life and death in the tongue. The most dangerous voices in your life aren't coming from the haters around you. It's coming from the hater within you. Let me say that one more time in case you missed it. The most dangerous voices in your life aren't coming from the haters around you. It's coming from the hater within you. Silence the negative self-talk and start making declarations over your life that reflect the dreams that God has placed in your heart. Stop repeating what all of your haters say about you. Stop repeating uh, those negative voices you hear in your mind, you know, that, that the, all of the negative things that you point out about you. Forget it. Silence those voices. Refuse to entertain those and begin to declare over your life who you are, your strengths, what you're created to do. Make those declarations. Listen to me. I start my day with declarations. I make a handful of declarations over my life. I am created to lead. I am created to love well. I am created to declare the gospel. I am created to, go ahead, you fill in the blank. What were you created to do? Declare these things over your life. Eliminate that negative self-talk. Number three, 
If you're going to renew your mind, it's going to require you to build the right relationships. By the way, we're going to talk about all four of these things in future episodes. I'm just giving you a snippet here. This one is, listen to me, it's probably the most overlooked or taken for granted because we live in a culture that rewards you know, self-help. We live in a culture that rewards just being a self-made man or a self-made woman. We live in a culture that sort of rewards this quote-unquote hyper-independence. But listen to me, you'll never truly be able to renew your mind without building the right relationships. You've got to build relationships with people that speak to your potential. Okay, don't make this hard. Start with one. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's a coaching relationship. Maybe it is building a friendship with somebody that is not intimidated by your potential. They're not threatened by your success. They believe in you, and they believe in the potential that's buried inside of you. Build a relationship with that person, okay? Uh, if, if you're not sure uh, how to detect that person, just pay attention to how the people around you respond to you when you do well. Okay, that, that usually gives you a better picture of the strength of that relationship. How do people celebrate with you when you're winning? That's the real litmus test, I think, of friendship. Additionally, uh, this is important. It's not just building relationships with the people that speak to your potential. It's also establishing boundaries around the relationships that try to kill or assassinate your potential. Uh, that's, that is part of the cost of pursuing purpose. And number four, the environments you expose yourself to. If you're going to renew your mind, you've got to put yourself into new environments to help you to rethink what's possible. One of my favorite examples of this is, again, from Scripture. The Lord approaches uh, Abraham, and Abraham's inside of his tent, and God calls him outside of that limited and confined space of his tent. He says, Abraham, get out of your tent. He said, I want you to look up to the sky. And then he says, I want you to look at, at the, uh, the sand on the seashore. He said, look to the sky and count the stars. Can you do that? And he says, well, I can't do that. It's impossible. He says, okay, now look at the sand on the seashore. Can you count that? He says, I can't count that either. He said, that's what your future is going to look like. You're going to have more descendants than the number of grains of sand on the seashore and more than the stars in the sky. What did God do? He got him out of that limited tent environment, and he exposed him to a greater environment. He helped Abraham rethink what is possible. What does that mean for you? You have to contextualize this to your calling, to your God-given purpose, but you need to expose yourself to environments that help you rethink what's possible. Let's recap today's transformational truth. Limiting beliefs will limit your life. If you'd like to connect with me, then you can hit me up on Instagram at Pastor Travis Hall, or you can go to my website at cultivatemypurpose.com, or just check out the links that we've included for you in the show notes. And if transformational truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, and write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership.